On today's episode of Talkin' Tom, we're watching Angels and Demons, starring the angel to my demon, Tom Hanks. Angels and Demons is a 2009 Ron Howard-directed mystery thriller featuring the fourth collaboration of Hanks and Howard. Wow. (laughs) Wow. My mom always said, life was like a box of chocolates. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Talkin' Tom, the Pod Hanks Tomcast, where we watch Tom Hanks movies, and then we talk about them. My name's Josie. I'm Daniel. And today we watched a movie called um, Angels and Demons. <laughs> I always instinctively want to call it The Da Vinci Code 2, semicolon, Angels and Demons. Kind of like The Hunger Games. What do they call The Hunger Games? There's like a... Oh, the Mockingjay trilogy or something? Or the Hunger Games saga or something? Yeah, or the Twilight saga. Oh, yeah. They have zero faith in that the audience will know what's going on. Actually, respect the Da Vinci Code for that. They don't call it the Da Vinci Code colon saga or whatever. Yeah. It's just what it is. Well, because it would like also, there's like nothing to do with the Da Vinci Code in this movie. <laughs> I mean, you're right. <laughs> I don't know enough about it to go back and try and say something. Uh, well, we're kind of in like a weird time warp right now. Yes. We're recording this episode in advance. Yes. Because I'm currently in Mexico. Yeah. It's crazy that you're there right now. I know. It's so beautiful and I'm having so much fun. I'm just here. Yeah. It's actually really nice here too. Yeah, I bet. It's about 81. Probably, yeah, like a balmy 80. Um, uh, Avengers came out. Cool. Yeah, you loved it, I heard. Oh, yeah. I know what the Avengers are. Um, Just so much good stuff. Mm -hmm. Booksmart came out. (laughs) <laughs> oh, what a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is weird. Um, yeah, so we just ate some donuts. We'd mentioned yeah. in our last episode we were going to eat some donuts. Now it we happened. Did. <laughs> People were like, what is this callback? It's been weeks since I've listened to that episode. We <laughs> I talked about donuts episode. in one episode. If you missed it, we talked about donuts, and then we ate them right before we started this episode. They important. were delicious. Maple glazed cake donut. They were from Vegan. Whole Foods, my favorite store. I gotta, I gotta give, I gotta give, go give Whole Foods some love. You gotta. They just lowered prices on their produce. I know. This I, episode brought to you by Whole Foods. My only hold back from Whole Foods is their parking lot. That the local Whole Foods are okay. Are, are go to the Burbank one. Okay, that's very far, but yeah. Okay. Right. It's not that. It's only like fifteen minutes. No, they got like two floors of parking. Oh wow. Yeah. Well. Weird. I know my weekend tangent. <laughs> how's how's no Whole Foods in? Oh, I'm starving. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've lost a lot of weight. What's your favorite thing at Whole Foods? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I eat a lot of stuff. They have this like really good butternut squash, like, um, like spaghetti. No, not butternut squash. Fuck. One it looks like spaghetti, but it's a spaghetti squash. Squaghetti squash. Squaghetti squash. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> mm. <laughs> They ha- they have that at their hot bar. The hot bar is like the place to be. Speaking of hot bars, Tom Hanks is back with his hair. Yeah, but it's like more trimmed. Demons. Yeah, it's a better haircut. It's a, it's it flows Smoother. better. Mm-hmm. The wardrobe is a little different too. Yeah, 
We're Honestly, back in the world of, well, I guess it's just the real world, apparently, of Angels yeah. and Demons. With our boy Robert Langdon. Yeah. Played by, I almost said Tony Hawk, played by Tom <laughs> Hanks. Got Tony Hawk on the brain. Yeah, same, always. Um, so I don't know, this, from my understanding, this book takes place before The Da Vinci Code. Yes. But this movie... Takes place after. Wow, so people were furious from the get-go. They couldn't believe that they did that. Honestly, um, Take the source material and just slap yeah. it in the face. Like, is anything sacred? Uh, n- I don't know. Not in this world. No. <laughs> okay, let me try to explain this movie. Angels and Demons <laughs> is Robert Langdon is back, baby, and he's still a uh, he still is at Harvard. They let you know he's still at Harvard. Swimming. He's a, he, yeah, he's swimming. <laughs> we open with him swimming. Our second in a speedo. Nearly, yeah. Ooh. It's a little weird. From little below. like late two thousands trend for time. Yeah, we love. Um. He still is the professor of religious symbology, mm. and he's written a book, part one. About the Illuminati. Yes. So he is, okay, the Pope has died. Oh, God, yeah. And, and they're gonna, in the process of going, they need to appoint a new Pope, but the Illuminati have returned. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who the Illuminati are, the movie's going to tell you. They're going to tell you over and over and over and over. <laughs> so it was two and a half hours, yet again. Um, I'm going <laughs> to, let me point out one thing. Let me, let me just, uh, I want to brag about myself. So I discovered in, in renting this film, two versions. One is an extended version and I watched the extended you version. You did? And then I had to go look up because I realized what I had done. I knew I was doing it, but then I was like, I'm going to have to watch the other one to know the differences. But then I found this website that tells me the differences. Oh my God. Not and the differences heroes. don't really matter. So I really wasted my seven and a half minutes. Wow. Okay. That's There's not that much. There's apparently an extended Da Vinci Code, so we really goofed. Yeah, um, we did. But basically, yeah, Illuminati have returned. There's a new pope that needs to be elected, but the Illuminati have, are, have kidnapped four cardinals who are the top four people that p- people will think will be the new pope. Right, because the process of picking a pope is like, it's done Very by intense. vote, but yeah. it's also like you... Like, you are the Pope. Like, if you're the Pope, it's because you're you're the Pope. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, predetermined. Yeah, from, like, a religious standpoint, yeah. it's, it's sort of um, spoken down on. Which um, is interesting, just a, a little sweet little segue. I remember when Pope John Paul II died, I was still practicing Catholic. I was at a Catholic school. And when oh. they were going through the process of anointing, anointing, appointing, I don't know the term. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Benedict, Pope Benedict Sixteenth, I think. Mm-hmm. That it was like this whole thing with the fucking smoke and everything. That's not. Yeah, I was actually I was actually really fascinated by that. That's something I did not know the details of. Just how that whole process works. It's yeah. very stressful. Yeah. Um, but then to top all things off, which that alone, the Illuminati, that plot alone, what I just said is interesting enough for me. <laughs> then in Dan Brown fashion, we take it up a notch. And I don't know how we get to this notch. But lo and behold, there's also this like particle collision factory that is building, not factory, a particle collision like laboratory that is building some sort of like uh, atomic bomb. Yeah, but like a antimatter, like weapon of some sort. <laughs> like with maybe not a weapon. Yeah, it's a crazy like that. Genuinely took me by surprise when I realized that we were moving from like this religious and like sort of old de- secret society, which I was like, oh, this is pretty dope, and then. Let's add this crazy stakes on top of it. Yeah. So the cardinals have been threatened. They're going to murder one an hour. And these four cardinals. And on top of that, at midnight... The, They're blowing the entire Vatican up. Yeah. So With that's light. the stakes of Angels and Demons. And only Robert Langdon, professor of religious symbology, <laughs> can, 
Okay, Harvard educated. Yes. I do. There's another like, there's like this element of it to me that's like they keep repeating like the Catholic Church is without a leader. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God. Also, like God is the leader, right? Yes. Yeah. Unfair. They, they put well. They put a lot of emphasis on that, and so I kept thinking. And again, that's probably as I said in Da Vinci Code, my lack of knowledge of of Catholicism, but they put a lot of that kept being a thing. They just kept saying and it. I wasn't sure if that was like something that I, I realize it's very important, but I, I didn't know if it was something in the story I was missing. Cause I was mm. like, uh, okay. I honestly feel like when Pope John Paul II passed, it took like three weeks. It took like a, I feel like surprisingly a long time mm. for, for a new Pope. And it, maybe it was elevated by the fact that since those four were kidnapped and they were like, probably going to be it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because then you, if, if someone was elected outside of that, they would assume it was something internal. Yeah. Which it is. Which it is. I'm going to, spoiler alert right off the beginning, the one thing these movies do not do well is remotely make you think that anyone is not the bad guy. They paint <laughs> it very clearly. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. Well, especially Tom Hanks is, is the top build in this. Uh-huh. And the second top build uh, is Ewan McGregor. Total babe. And he's the most recognizable actor, especially in this 2009. Skarsgård uh-huh. um, has become, I mean, I, I knew who he was, but I don't think he was like a big, for an American audience. So like, Ewan McGregor's in it. You know right away he's a bad guy. Yeah. You look, I mean, you're like, Ewan McGregor's in this movie. He bad. He bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, right. You're just, it's not a matter of like who it's going to be. It's yeah. like, when is it? When is this ball going to drop? But I'll say from the get-go, I like this one more than Da Vinci Code. Why? I just, uh, I had better paced. There was more going on, more like, I don't know, there was more movement to everything and the way things were going down. It still didn't make a lot of sense to me, but <laughs> I was like enjoying it a lot more. Yeah. A lot more is not fair. I was enjoying it more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had a few questions and I, I wondered if you were your big Da Vinci Code oh, yes. uh, fan. My, oops. My first question was... Pretty quickly, a few times, we see Robert Langdon going into things that are very tiny spaces. The first movie makes a big deal about him pretty pretty quick about that. But then on this one, he's climbing into little holes. He's hiding under under the pews during like the fire sequence. They never brought that up again. I thought that was really... I kept thinking that was going to be a thing, or I was like, oh no, he's going in there. He's going to get trapped. It's Achilles heel. (laughs) That's really interesting. I I didn't even notice that. I don't know they why totally that hit it. me. I guess because we just watched Da Vinci Code uh-huh. recently. It like really took me. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. What is a superhero now? He also seems to have much less regard for like things of historical importance. I thought it was break stuff. Yeah. He's just like ripping page. I mean, he doesn't do it, but he like lets this woman like rip a page out of some holy Bible thing. Yeah. <laughs> I never like to be one to like nitpick stuff like that, but it's kind of fun with this. I thought that she, she, there's a scene where they, so part of the like subplot is that Robert Langdon's trying to write a second book about religious things, specifically, I think things relating to the Illuminati. Illuminati. And he can't finish part two because the Vatican will not let him into their archives uh-huh. um, because of his, because of events with the first movie, they don't like him. Yeah. Which I think that's kind of, I like that idea that what he was involved in and what he did to get it done. They don't like him. Even though I don't know that the ending of the first movie accurately explains why the Catholic Church wouldn't like him. Because he discovers the Holy Grail and doesn't seem like he does anything with it. No, and he also like saves people's lives, potentially. And then also, what happened to Sophie? I don't know. The I'm realizing the trend. I haven't seen the third Inferno, but I've seen the 
trailer. So there's clearly a trend of like get a brunette woman who can be with an accent, with an accent that can like sort of kind of flirt with Tom Hanks in the movie or yeah. Rob Langdon, sorry. But no kissing. No they don't kissing. kiss, right? No. And Ugh, thank God sexual for that. tension. <laughs> but yeah, they like need someone, and they're always like an expert in their field, but have to be have stuff has to be explained both ways. Yeah. It's a lot of the movie is filled with experts who then have stuff explained to them. Yeah. You mentioned you noticed that in the first movie a lot. Yeah. I noticed it in this one. I'm sorry, I just like broke the After, ice for listen, it. Listen, it has to happen. It is it's like convenient. You can piece it all together and then they're like, Oh yeah, when the smoke is white, the Pope is still not here or like yeah. whatever. And I guess I again I understand this stuff like if they just showed the smoke burning black, I wouldn't know what was going on. So I understand you have to do it. But then they, I feel like they explained it a few times. Yeah. There was one segment I noticed where I think they're walking into this is one thing that might have been only in the extended version. So, sorry if you didn't see this. They're going to the vault for the fir- or the archive for the first time, uh-huh. and before they walk in, they're in the hallway, and he mentions, "Oh, these are air sealed, so oxygen's really low to protect the books." Then they walk in, and not even fifteen seconds later, he's like, "They're oxygen sealed to protect everything." And I was like, "That's a really weird." We just heard that twice. Then you immediately know that at some point they're gonna get. They're gonna in there be again. running out of oxygen, um, which they don't till later, but. Well, they just then, kept saying stuff twice. Yeah, you gotta really know. It would also make sense. That's like a claustrophobia thing. That's yeah. why he freaks out so much and like topples that bookcase and nothing happens. But that isn't gonna die. But he's into some tiny. Sp- yeah, that is weird. I'll, I'll let it slide. No. I'll let this slide. Claustrophobic no more. Maybe it fixed him. He, yeah, after he found the Holy Grail. Maybe he took the Holy Grail. No, wait, the Holy Grail is a person. He is a body. <laughs> Is Mary Magdalene. Um, have you been to Rome before? No, but okay. you have. I, I actually thought, and I had been to to, to France um, and been to the Louvre, but this one's so much more about like places that are very common when you visit Rome. So I felt kind of cool. I was like, eh, I know that I know place. this place. But then I almost wish I would have watched it before because I could have been like, oh, well, this floor thing opens. Yeah. I'm you- sure that there's like people who go to... Rome into these places like no I saw in the movie they open this and like they're like touching it and they're like stop touching that what are you doing some dude like breaks the rose line again at this yeah. church they just don't care about stuff that'd be kind of fun to go on like a angels and demons tour of I Rome I there has to be one I honestly I would do it, it. yeah that sounds great <laughs> um so yeah th- those are those are our stakes um, yeah and the movie is just about all about ticking timers cause yeah Starting at 8 p.m. every hour, or is it 7 p.m.? Starting at a certain time, uh, a cardinal will be killed in a certain way at a certain place. Oh, like a horrific kind of like very graphic way. And that, so one thing the people are like, what's the different, what extended edition, what happens is the biggest thing I learned is that the extended edition is basically the rated R cut. It's much more violent. There's a Ew. lot of blood and there's more like people burning. And Ew. Like, when they find the body, there's like a lot more shots of him being like eaten. So... That was mostly the extended stuff, which is like more violence. Okay, because I already thought it was like a little bit much. I don't know why, but I guess in the in the American release, the PG thirteen release, like when someone gets shot, they just die. But in this one, there's like blood splatter. Ugh. Um. So that that's all with that. But so we follow Langdon, who's working with the Vatican. It's like the, the Swedish guard or the yeah Swedish, I think something in the Vatican working with them to uncover this and um the scars scars guard whose name i should know in the movie he is also set up to look like the bad guy they just give him line after line where you're like oh, suspicious seedy guy mm. um 
But the, basically, the, the movie is a race from point to point. Yeah. Look at this cool thing in Rome, and we can never seem to get there in time. No. No. We see a lot of people die. Yeah. It's gross. We see Cardinal One dies. Um, is the first one they find him underneath the, in the tomb? Yes, I think so. First because guy, that's when they realize that they're branding them. Yes. Um, second guy is the fire one? Or I don't remember. It's like someone's yeah. set on fire. Third person is killed in St. Peter's Square. Like oh, Like in right. the crowd. Yes. Which I feel like there's a lot of people there that have to know what these cardinals look like. Yeah, you'd think something. Like, but it's fine. It's he gets okay. killed. And the it's fourth one is... Um, is the only one Langdon manages to save. Uh, where he's thrown into the uh, fountain. Oh, right. And there's like that breathing tube or something underneath. Yeah, I liked that because he did it. And then just immediately someone got in. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool, though. I liked I liked the sort of MacGyvery thing of it. Yeah. Um, and then saving the fourth cardinal, he reveals where he's been held. Yes. And that's where... That part was very chaotic to me. Lots of running. A lot of running. Tom so, looks good. Yeah, he's he's great. He's he's working the action star thing in this. Yeah, he doesn't look like out of breath ever. No, I love it. And I think it's smart to have the first time we see him as maybe be in a pool where you're like, okay, he works out. Yeah, he's in shape. I never even thought of that. Because I wonder That's in the so first good. movie if you wonder that where you're like, why is this Harvard professor who writes books? Yeah. This very in shape man. Yeah, yeah. How is he able to like run around the streets of Paris? That's an um, interesting observation. Yeah. So we get to. The final place. I should have. I again should have down the names, but just watch the movie. Yeah, lucky. It's like a very. It's a place I went to. It's a very popular place. At no point would I believe you could hide four people there and no one would hear that place was bumping. Um, But they get there and they uncover that there's these brands that they've been branding the Illuminati people. The Cardinals. The Illuminati has been branding the people with. But then there's a fifth brand, so it's not over yet. And this is again the the countdown still ticking down for the. Atomic bomb or whatever. Um, and then they find the like the man who's killing everyone who's like leading this brigade. It's yeah. always like some like scary white man who's doing it. Yeah. Um, and he has there's a really weird moment that I was a little confused. I had to rewind it and watch, but he doesn't kill Langdon or the girl. He like they she uncovers them because they're looking for the bomb in the room he's in, uh-huh. and uh, he confronts them with the gun, but he's like. It's not, you know, he has some weird motto about how you, know, you can't kill with pain. You only can, you can't have to be painless to kill. Otherwise it's a sin. It doesn't make any sense. Cause like killing is one of the 10 commandments, but, um, he doesn't kill them for some reason. Then he leaves and then he goes to get his final payment and he's killed. It's a little convoluted at that point. Yeah. What's the thing with you and McGregor? So... <laughs> I hate how much I know about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm impressed. Um, we get back to we get back to the Vatican. Yeah, and Neil McGregor at this point is like, you know, we have to evacuate the city. We got to do this and that. And the police captain uh, confronts him and he wants to talk privately. And they set this up like, oh, the police he's captain the bad is guy. the bad guy. So then we see the doors open. Um, Ewan McGregor's been branded, and the police captain has his gun drawn and he screams like he's he's. Illuminati and that they kill him immediately. Yes. And then there's another cardinal or another high level person in the Vatican who tries to rush you and McGregor and then he gets shot too. Yes. And then 
we move forward, they're going to evacuate the Vatican. They're going to find the bomb. Yeah. There's like one last clue on the brand because it's upside down. Then they know that's where the bomb is. Yeah. So they go, f- they find the bomb. Yeah. And Ewan McGregor's character takes, they don't have enough time to defuse it Mm-mm. because it's cold. Yeah. Cause it's batteries deteriorate. Which is <laughs> a, a really convenient. It's fine. There's a lot of, there's, there's a shot of like Tom Hanks looking at his watch and he like looks down and that's the clue he needed. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but Ewan McGregor, we've learned earlier that he was in like the Air Force or something. And yeah, that's so he how knows he how to pilot. He said that, and I was like, okay, so at some point he has to fly a helicopter. I didn't pick up I was, on that. I was trying to pick like I was like, how what's he gonna fly a helicopter? And then as this was going, down, I was like, okay. And I was convinced that he was going to do something and like try and make the bomb go off anyway. Yeah, that's what I thought. But he takes it really high in the air and it just jumps out. Jumps out of the, the helicopter. It was like, um, doesn't that happen to Wonder Woman? Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris finally. Like, yeah, but that's a similar idea. Um, so again, they they paint it like maybe he's a good guy. Like he just yeah, kind of saved a everyone. Martyr. They damaged some stuff, but everyone's like fine, and he survives. He's injured. It is like a nasty explosion. Yeah, like supersonic. But it like, looks like out of a different world of a movie, right? Like, like an like alien it, invasion. If you cut that in, like what movies is from? No one would ever be like, oh, one of the Robert Langdon movies. Yeah, the second Da Vinci Code. It looks like some Star Trek stuff. <laughs> it totally does. The big like sonic like wave and totally it comes back in. Yeah, you kind of see some of the destruction that it does. Um, and then I realized I looked down. At, I was like, I took a pause to get some water, and I was like, "There's 30 minutes of the movie." That's left. what I did. Yeah. I was like, "The movie's not over yet." I'm like, why you got me? I thought you was the bad guy for sure. And then I was like, "Wait a second, there's 30 minutes of the movie he's left." He's still the bad he guy. He is the bad guy. <laughs> so then the way that they uncover he's the bad guy is um, through uh, video recording, where we then watch inside his office and we oh, see right. that. <laughs> in fact, Ewan McGregor is. He's not actually resurrecting the idea of the Illuminati. He's using it to instill fear. Yeah, because he wants to be the Pope, right? I couldn't tell if it was that or he just wants to topple. It's another one of those things like they want to like topple the idea of what the church is now. Um, it's the war on Christmas all over again. And <laughs> um, so then we learn that he's not, he's the bad guy. Yeah. And there's not really a confrontation like you would think because we sort of learn as we watch that that Tom Hank or sorry Robert Langdon has watched <laughs> it, but then also he's had time to show it to the cardinals and the like police. Yeah. Because then we kind of cut to him. They're like, we want to talk to to you, Ewan. It's not his name. Ewan. Should be name. <laughs> Very sorry, everyone. And we come back. Ewan comes in and they sort of just like stare at him and he, he walks out like I I know I know he's been up. caught. And he's like cut up. He looks really cool. He's like beat up. He thought yeah. he was going to be the martyr of this thing. Yeah. Um, and then he takes off running and sacrifices himself. He wants to be a martyr. So he burns himself, assuming that they'll have to disclose what happened. And in my favorite detail, he burns himself next to the, um, I guess, the chimney. And oh, so his and the smoke ashes is... come out white yeah. of who they've picked a new pope. And so they have to spin it that. He died of his wounds. They've picked a new thing. They're going to rename something after him. And um, Robert Langdon is left with a secret, so he has to lie. So he's not, I mean, some well, questionable stuff going on. Flawed man with a story. Yeah, and that's, that's the Angels and Demons. It's wonderful. It's, it's more it's, fun hearing you explain it. <laughs> it's, it's, again, it's a thing where I'm like, if you explain this, if I heard it like this, if I'd never seen this movie, I'd listen to this podcast, I'd be like, I need to see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> And honestly, I like this movie. I, 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 again, very entertaining. 
a step up from Da Vinci Code. That's interesting. Still makes so little sense to me. My favorite, the parachute scene really just got me because it is so long and over the top. I'm yeah. Like, what is happening to this man? Yeah. Are we supposed to feel... Totally. I was very yeah. confused. I, I think comparing it to the first movie is... It's almost like maybe you shouldn't even do it. Like, you have to because it's the same character and you expect to see some growth. I guess he got over his fear of claustrophobic like, <laughs> Off tight screen, spaces. he grew, yeah. <laughs> but... I think I like the first one better. I like the story better. Oh yeah, the it's it's smart. That one is about sort of art and Da Vinci, and this one's more about. I guess it's still about art. No, but I, yeah, because there's like the stuff with the statues and mm-hmm. the things pointing and stuff. But that feels like it feels more convoluted in this movie than it did in the Da Vinci Code, because the Da Vinci Code it was like you were using existing clues things that already existed in the art to for someone else to spell out what the mystery was. Yeah, this one's more someone had repurposed it to make it work. Yeah. That's what you mean. Or like the Illuminati was like behind it the whole time and they've been putting secret messages in everything forever. It's like, I It's kind of, and it could also be, I had seen the Da Vinci Code and so I had like a small sense of dread having to return to it <laughs> and I, hadn't, I had only seen the first 10 minutes of this and then never finished it. Okay. So I, this was fresh to me. Yeah, me I didn't me know what too. to expect. Um, but yeah, it's so strange because the way I talk about it on this, I still I would still put this in over a lot of other things on any given day because it's just so ridiculous and like the settings are cool and the core concept. If you cut out the atomic bomb thing, right, or the antimatter, or whatever it is, thing, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. But there's it's like this fun. weird, there's this really weird thing that it's blending real things and real religious imagery and real locations and like these sort of mysteries through time, and then there's this authorship of convoluted fake parts to add on to it. Presented as fact. That's the strangest thing is I don't know watching this movie. I feel like I need to watch a documentary now because I don't know what of what I learned. If anything is real, some of it I guess is real, but some of it is not. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It's a wild ride. It is. It's fun watching Tom Hanks be an action star. Yeah. Like an unlikely, like, I, I think I spent many hours talking about how attracted I was to him in the first movie. <laughs> Definitely feel the same way in this one. It's fun watching him. Yeah. Be like this, like, smart. Like, there's something so fun about a man, like, who has, like, this intelligence about something he care something so lame as, like, symbology. Not lame. That's so fucked up. I, like, fucking bake cookies. It's, like, my thing. <laughs> like... It's just fun. Like someone who like has all this information in their head and they can use it to like do something fun. That character is fun. Robert Langdon is fun. Would you be Robert Langdon's friend though? Uh, like, can you imagine if you went to Rome with him? Yeah. You'd be like, like, that statue is so cool. Well, that statue is this, 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 this. You're like, I just want to talk about our relationship, Robert. (laughs) Where is this relationship headed? I named my fiddly fig Robert Langdon. Oh, it's pretty cool. Oh, wait, no, I didn't. My red prayer plant. Okay. It's because it's wild. <laughs> and it prays. He doesn't pray. Okay. Faith is No, it. he's, um... There, there was another extended scene moment where he's in, the, he's in the car, they're driving somewhere, and they make some weird comment about, um... Wh- where is this priest? And he goes, oh, he's he's spending time um, in, in conversation. He's like, conversation with who? And he's like, well, God... And he gives him like a weird look and he's like, just please, just this once, like, 
I was like, this is kind of weird. I understand why you cut that part. I like the, um, I already mentioned the scene, but I like the, there was like this fun little insert shot of Tom when um, that lady like rips that page out of the book and his face is like, huh? Like, <laughs> he's like really funny. That made me laugh really hard. There's some fun moments where <clears throat> he has to kind of MacGyver out of situations. You talked about the him saving the cardinal. In the fountain. With the pump, which I really don't understand. Yeah, I don't. Because there was stuff being pumped into pumped it. through it. I thought yeah. he was going to rip it and like hold it above the yeah, yeah. I'm not here to, to, to figure that stuff out. Um, <laughs> the scene in the vault, they get locked in the art, as we mentioned, him and yeah. another guy get locked in the archives. And they spend a lot of time setting up this guy looking at the oxygen thing. Uh, so you know what's coming. Yeah. Like, why does he keep looking at that? Um, they get trapped in there and they're losing Because the oxygen. power goes out because of the atomic bomb thing? I think, I don't know if it's that. I think it's someone is messing with them, is trying to kill them. Okay. But I don't know much about, I mean, I know, I know a decent amount, but I. It seems like they start to suffocate very fast. Quickly. It's a pretty large room. Right. <clears throat> and they try and shoot. the. It's like bulletproof glass, which that makes sense. And then they topple a bookcase. Which was awesome. Very cool. Uh, except for all that like sacred, irreplaceable text. <sighs> I know. And Robert Langdon is the one fucking knocking it all over. And I feel that. I'm always like, Ugh. Yeah, wait a sec. But, you know. They gotta do what they gotta do, I guess. They do all this work and then the lights just turn back on. Like, for... Oh, and then the, the one detail is at the very end, the kind of the lead cardinal, he might have a different title, but the lead cardinal gives him the page he ripped out, or he gives him the book, he gives him the whole book of what he needs to complete mm-hmm. his his book, and he's like, just make sure that when you die, this gets returned, basically. It's sort of this weird, like, we'll give you this, but don't tell anyone that Ewan McGregor was actually this Yeah, like, this murderous. is your payment. Yeah. But also, he could just, like, return that book when he finishes writing his book. Yeah, I would. I'm scared of that. Yeah. That's probably really... I'd be afraid to damage it. It's, like, probably cursed with more Illuminati shit. Would you ever join the Illuminati? <laughs> I don't know enough of... What, what do they do? I think my Twitter bio says that I'm a proud member of the Illuminati. I, I just assume from this movie, they just brand people. Yeah. They just want to topple the... It's, like, you have, like, more power... Okay. I don't really know. They say like Beyonce is in it and Jay Z and I believe these, like, it. Super famous people. It's I, some weird shit. I, I like those conspiracy theories. I love them. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I would be accepted, but I guess if someone's listening, let me know what's up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this will be the one time someone's like, "Yes, yeah, send, send me something back." <laughs> yeah. We get a form in our uh, like a form submission on our website. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we went over a lot of the same issues I have with Da Vinci Code carryover, uh-huh. so they're yeah. not really worth bringing up again. Mm, yeah. um, I think it, it improvements were, I thought it was better paced, even though I chose the extended, I, I chose eight more minutes of... Because you wanted all that gore, baby. Yeah, I didn't know that's what going to get, but I wanted it. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a, it was a, it was a rip-roaring fine time. Yeah, it was a fun movie to watch on a summer day, or it's not really summer, but it is. And weirdly, the it kind of freed. I started to watch it the day the uh, Notre Dame fire. Right. Like I was in the middle of it, and someone uh, like my phone lit up with the New York Times thing about that going down, and I was like, "That's very creepy and it very is. awful." Yeah. Um, but now we know. I mean, obviously, a terrible tragedy, but seems to be a best case scenario. Like a very, they're going to do a lot of good things to fix it back up. Yeah. Just talking about historic things in Europe. Yeah, it weird is weird to like a... have a few episodes about that and then have like something happen that yeah 
It was so nice to see everybody's vacation pictures. Yes. I love that. The, so Inferno is the... Do you know anything about the next... Nothing. Okay. I know yeah. nothing. I know the cardboard cutout that we saw when we went to see Bridge of Spies together. Yes. <laughs> you took a picture with it? Did I? Did you, I don't remember. I, I don't know. He's running in the cutout. I so. don't know. I Maybe. think I was like adamantly like, fuck this movie. I'm not saying <laughs> And now look what we've done. Look what we've Same, done. Same. I never thought I would see this. I'm, I'm happy that I did. I, I was, I shouldn't have been so mean. It's fun. Yeah. 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 This um, would be fun to watch with like a group of people and just be like, what? Yeah. And especially going back to bragging camp, like Rachel studied abroad in Florence and I did a, I love Dante's Inferno. I had like a weird obsession with it in middle school, high school. Oh, is it set in Florence? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the only thing I know about it. Cause it has to do with Dante Alighieri and yeah. there somewhere exists a very bad, like 110 page script I wrote in 10th grade. What? Adapting Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Oh my God. I had this idea where I was like, I'm going to adapt the whole divine trilogy. I'm going to do Inferno, Purgatory and Paradise, but they're not really books where stuff happens. It's just books where they explain stuff to you and like beautiful poems. Yeah. So, Worth a shot. So maybe I'll find that. Someday. Oh my God. We'll do a live reading. I would love that. Not Let's related, see. but we can read my diary from like fifth grade. Okay. It's bad. So it's a lot of Jason Mraz <laughs> lyrics. That's, Perfect question. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I don't really have a Hank's Happening. Is that bad? No, the Hank's Happening is our next movie is a big deal. What is it? Oh, <laughs> I knew that. And this is weeks later. We did yeah. do back-to-back recordings. So, Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3 is our next podcast movie. It's coming in a few weeks. Our schedule was a little iffy because Josie had to go off and... I had to go back countries. to work. Yeah. I had to start making the money again. So hard to feel bad when you add the details <laughs> of where you're working, though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but then we'll follow Toy Story 3 with Toy Story 4, because that will be coming into theaters right after we release the episode of Toy Story 3. A cinematic event. Bonkers. I'm excited. It looks good. Should we cosplay? Yeah, I'm going to be... You have to be Woody be. and I'll be Jesse. Oh, okay. Is Jesse in it? Yeah. That we should do that. I'd, I'll oh, be Jesse. You don't have to be Woody. That. No, Woody's dope. We have to be the Tom character. Tom Hanks character. Yeah, gotta be one. I realize that now. Otherwise, I want to be like. We can slinky. both be Woody. That would be. Oh yeah. I mean, Jesse is just like better Woody. He's just Woody with red hair. Yeah, and a sadder song. Yeah. <laughs> but I watched that trailer again the other day. Uh, it looks real good. Yeah. This, I, when they announced this, I was like, I do not need this movie, and here I am. I think I need it. Yeah. I'm about to buy some of that fork merch or whatever. Oh, yeah. Forky or whatever. Forky. Forky. Yeah. Wow. Cute. Wow. Well, cool. It's been a good episode. Another episode on the books. Yeah. Da Vinci Code. (laughs) Inferno's Code. I don't even want to look. It's coming up in a a few movies. Let's get, we'll get through the palate cleanser that is the Toy Story series. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll tackle whatever comes next. um... I guess I could... No, you know what? No. Let's leave it a mystery. This is a surpri- Let the mystery be. <laughs> People who don't have the internet, you'll find out later. Yeah. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. If you're interested in continuing the conversation, you have thoughts on the Illuminati, thoughts on Toy Story, other things, you can find us on our website, TalkinTom.com. That's talking without the G. Uh, we also have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook group, all that stuff. I never update it. <laughs> the handle but we're is going to maybe 
Someday. Pod Hanks Tomcast. Yeah, a nice little play on words. Um, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Sugar and Satire. Post a lot of pictures of baked goods and some weird Instagram stories. You can find me on Instagram at Daniel. It's I mostly have a just cool title. Kevin stuff. It's Kevin stuff. You can also find a link on my Instagram to my dog's Instagram. It's Detective Kevin, and that's where the real good stuff. Yeah, that's from. where the the juice is. It, yeah, she's great. All right. Well, my name's Josie. I'm Daniel. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening.